Biggie Small said, I'm ready to die. What happened to Biggie? He died. Tupac talked about death all the time. What happened to Tupac? He died. All of these other rappers that glorified death, guess what happened? If they didn't die, somebody that was listening to them, listening to their blueprint, they ended up dying. There is power. Music is one of the most powerful forms of art in the world. You know that it changes the chemicals in your brain. It changes the way that you feel. It changes your mood. Yeah, it's CC, CEO. Want to change your life? Come see me. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Constance Carter. I want to talk to you about this because this was on my mind. I'm getting ready to leave. I got it. I have an appointment, but I wanted to talk to you really quick about what I've been seeing in the media lately. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this stuff in the media lately. Make sure you subscribe to the Fly Newbie and Queen. Make sure you subscribe to run over real quick. Go over to, to, to my YouTube page. Go over to my YouTube page. I uh, CC the CEO. CC the CEO and subscribe to that YouTube page too because I got about two followers on there and I need some I need y'all to subscribe and I also want you to comment like and do all the stuff so what's up y'all I want to talk to you about what I've been seeing on the news on the on any, any social media streets well so, you know accountability is extremely important um it's one of the things that I it, it's it's something that I really hate when people don't take accountability or responsibility. Anybody who's worked for me know that accountability is paramount. Uh, people who've worked for me, uh, if they mess up, don't give me a, an excuse of, of how you messed up. Take ownership. And so what I've been seeing these days with these celebrities and all these clapbacks, they're right here looking crazy as shit, y'all. These celebrities is looking crazy as hell with these clapbacks, and I don't like it. I don't know if you've been seeing what's been going, what happened with Keith Lee and the whole Atlanta thing. Um, uh, he, uh, Candy responded, and her response didn't have anything to do with what he said. And then Ocho Cinco's uh, ignorant. Ocho Cinco responded as well. And it was just like, did he even, did he, first of all, does he even know what Keith Lee does? And did he even listen to what the man said? So I thought those were interesting. And then D1, who was a Christian rapper, and I love D1. I've met him several times on Dr. Boyce Watkins' platform. We've both spoken at the same conferences. He's a great guy. He's a Christian and he takes accountability. He, he, he does, gives back to the community, but what's, and he's a teacher. He's formerly, he's, he's a teacher um, and he has a college degree. And he's very well known um, and he does a lot to give back to the community. And he called a lot of these rappers to the table and some of the rappers responded. Um, so I want I want you to see real quick. First, first, I guess I talked about the Keith Lee thing the other day, but let's go with the Keith Lee thing. Let me just show you real quick. Yesterday, me and my family were at the One Music Festival. Somebody who works with Candy Birds walked up to us and said they've been trying to reach us since we got to Atlanta. He said he'd been constantly emailing me and constantly DMing me for me to come to Old Lady Gang. I got it. Let's try it and rate it 1 through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. Me and my family showed up and we attempted to order before we got here. We called the number they had connected on Yelp three times. No answer. We tried to order through DoorDash and it said it was temporarily closed. So when we pulled up, I sent my family in to order for us. They said on the weekends, due to being busy, they don't do any takeout at all. They do to go which is completely understandable so what we decided to do is my family's gonna go eat they're gonna come bring the food out while i'm sitting in the car so they have no idea i'm here my family asked how long the wait was to be seated they said an hour to an hour and a half yes okay she also said they didn't have any reservations available so they didn't take out any number any contact information nothing 
My family then came and relayed that message to me, and I decided to go in myself. We walked in, and we were greeted by a nice young lady. And then I met some amazing people who were eating there, and we took some pictures. God is amazing. As soon as me and my wife were done taking pictures, the lady said the table was ready. As always, I don't want any special treatment. I want to be treated like everybody else. I pay for my food like everybody else. I'm a normal person. I'm a normal customer. Things like this is exactly why I do reviews the way I do. Just because I have a certain amount of followers on social media don't make me different from nobody. My mom, my mom-in-law, my sister, they all paying customers just like me. So I want them to be treated just like me. So I asked how long the wait time has been today. She said an hour to an hour and a half. So which I then asked, how were you able to sit me in five minutes? This is her response. How long was that before I fired? I'm going to get to the Again, my family just attempted to eat there less than two minutes ago. I then told her I changed my mind. We're going to go eat somewhere else. And I said, God bless you. And I walked out. Our second thought, it's okay. We, we're going to go eat somewhere else. Though. I appreciate it, though. For sure. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God, have a great day. Have a good one. Have a great day. I'm gonna be very transparent and honest. I am frustrated. Me and my family just trying to eat food. That's all we try to do. At the same time, while I am frustrated. I understand we are all humans. I do not agree. I do not support. I do not condone shaming this business based on my experience. Like every city we've been to since we've been on food tour, I go to a array of restaurants from mom and pop shops to staples of the community to super popular to places nobody know about. And Atlanta has definitely been a unique experience for me and something I'll never forget. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, genuinely. But I'm a normal person and I want to be treated like everybody else. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. And I'm not playing. So let's unpack this real quick. Somebody from Old Lady Gang invited him to eat there. He sends his family in there. First of all, let me just say, I hate the way he edits his videos, but whatever, that's just my opinion. He um, sends his family in there they go attempt to sit down. The wait is an hour and a half. They said they try to order uh, takeout, I guess, and they don't do takeout on weekends. He's like, that's fine. So he goes in there. He's like, well, how long? You know, he, he asks, how, how long is the wait? And all of a sudden, now that he's there, oh, now I'll get you seated in five minutes. He's like, well, how are you able to get me seated in five minutes now when my family just came in and you told them it was an hour and a half? Oh, everybody on the wait list is now magically gone. So his thing was, look. I'm a regular person like everybody else. I don't want, you know, when my family went in there and you didn't know who I was, you didn't have time for me. Kind of like that Mike Jones back then. They didn't want me now. Hot day all up. No, but it's it's kind of like that. Right. So now that they know who he is, that they invited him there to critique his food. Now they have time for him. Now they have a seat for him. And everybody on the wait list all of a sudden is no longer on the wait list. So Candy responds. And here's her response to this. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Candy and I'm about to speak on it. No, I'm joking. I'm not about to speak on it. I really just wanted to say I do appreciate Keith Lee for stopping by our restaurant and trying to show us love. It is very unfortunate that we couldn't serve him and his family. We have we would have loved to, okay? But he's right. We don't take to-go orders on the weekends and the simple reason is because we do love and appreciate the people who come and support our restaurant. On the weekends, we get a lot of community support, people in our city that show up for us, as well as a lot of people from out of town. So with that being said, we don't wanna overwhelm our kitchen by having to you know, have such long times for the people who are actually at the restaurant, plus having to do to-go orders, because obviously that would make the, long, the wait times even longer. So that's the reason for that. Um, for those of you, I saw a couple of people was like, why wouldn't they take to-go orders? Well, that's why. Anyway, with that outside of that, I wanna say thanks to Keith for trying to even show up 
to our restaurant and show us love. Thanks for trying to bring your family by. And maybe next time we'll still get a chance to serve you. Okay. All right. Um, oh, and much love to our hostess. When I listened back to the video, I felt like she was being very polite. What she said to us was that basically when she called the names on the list before him or his before his family, that the people didn't show up, which happens sometimes. Sometimes people put their name on the list and they don't want to wait. So I don't know. That's what she said to us. And other than that, I mean, if she did do it because she saw him, it's okay. Because, I mean, a lot of people, when they see somebody they love, they try to look out for them. And we try to look out for our people who come and support us. So with that being said, thank you for the support. Thank you to everybody who reached out today. We're okay. And um, thanks to Keith. Bye. So does anybody see a problem with that? So first of all, she didn't even address what the core of what he said. The core of what this man said was that it wasn't about the takeout thing on the weekends. It's like she totally glazed over the fact that um, he said that, you know, he, he was able to skip the line. How, how all of a sudden now you got time for me. So basically, in my opinion, Candy shouldn't have said anything because that's no accountability. You're going back to no accountability. It would have just been better. She would have been better off not saying nothing. But then you have, you know, everybody's talking about it. The internet is talking about it. Everybody's up in arms. This man, Keith Lee, has gotten death threats. Uh, Milk and Honey has gotten death threats. Um, and it's really not that serious. I mean, there's people out here that are giving death threats to these people that need to get a life, right? I mean, it's not that serious. Um, and then Ocho Cinco's ass tried to chime in. And I was just like, did he even listen? So if you listen to Ocho Cinco, this was just like what? Ocho, I don't like I don't, I don't I don't like Ocho. I don't like the critiquing of our restaurants and and having people and and and, and talking bad about our goddamn businesses and Ocho. like you know Ocho. how hard you know how yeah. hard it is and I get it. Ocho. for us to Ocho. even get in the food industry and to have Ocho. our own restaurant and so like, what are we doing? Don't ask me. Don't ask me to come to your house and then ask me what I think about it without giving me asking me to give you my honest opinion. Nobody asked. Asked. nobody asked for that. Also, a lot of these people listen a lot of these a lot of these restaurants do dm him ask him to come but he wants to go on a lot of times he wants to go on and out and give people that's what he is he's a food critic he's turned himself into a food critic it's okay are we turning something resume what are the qualify what are, what are the qualifications of being a food critic go to a restaurant and do you like the food did you like the customer service what was it like yes what was the wait time like that's all you got to do how about go do that at maestro's go do that shit at chris roof go do it at poppy steak go do that fucking zuma Go do it at goddamn whatever the fucking rest of them goddamn five star restaurant okay. that everybody go do it at that name. Of that was the ignorantest video I've ever seen. Like, are you serious right now, Ocho? Are you serious right now? So first of all, obviously he did not listen to what the man does. You do not need a resume. You do not need a degree to critique a food. What's the whole point of Yelp? You go on Yelp to say, hmm, my experience was good or bad. These people invited that man and he don't like what they do to, to black businesses, businesses. Now, it's like, OK, first of all, you're not paying attention. You're speaking on something that you have no idea about and it make you look even dumber. Like before you get on these podcasts and you talk about you, you're talking about a subject 
research the subject. That's all I'm saying. And I love how Keith Lee had a response. And he's, I, I love his heart because he really, he's helped so many people. But, but, but he showed, let me show you Keith Lee's response and his receipts to Ocho Cinco because Ocho Cinco is just like, come on now. Talk about it. First, I want to say, God bless you and I respect your opinion. Your opinion is just as valuable as the next person's opinion. But I do agree with you. It is hard to open a restaurant. It is hard to get the funding. It is hard to have people come in. I agree. And I'm blessed enough to be a marketing platform for those restaurants completely free. To me, it seems like you have no idea who I am. And again, that's okay with me. The main point was my qualifications. I'll be honest with you. I've been a professional fighter for almost 10 years. I've traveled the world eating food. I've cut weight from anywhere from 170 pounds to 135 pounds. And food is one of the most important things when it comes to cutting weight. So at the end of the day, I'm just a foodie. I agree with you. I've been blessed enough to be in this position. But then in return, I want to ask you, what are your qualifications to have this firm stance on this topic? Because to me, this seems like your first time ever seeing me. And if it's not, again, I have another question. Why is this your first time speaking on me? We've been blessed enough to raise over $40,000 for a restaurant owner who has cancer. We've been blessed enough to be used as a vessel to retire a teacher in less than 24 hours. We've been blessed enough to be a part of keeping multiple restaurants doors open. And all of this within the span of 10 months. I want to be very clear. That question isn't to say you or anybody else should know who I am. I simply ask, if this isn't your first time seeing me, what stopped you from talking about the positive things we've been able to do? Specifically to the... So Ocho Cinco on that, shut your ass up. You sound dumb as hell. And I tell you, again, if you don't have a podcast, make sure you research the shit before you go on there talking about it, because it was very evident and very clear that you did not research what this man was doing, what he had done, what his purpose was or anything. All you knew that he was attacking black businesses. And won't you learn how to say businesses and not say businesses? Now, finally, I want to talk about Rick Ross. Okay, Rick Roth. I want to talk about D1. Now, again, I've met D1. D1 is a great guy. He's a rapper. Um, he raps. He's a positive rapper. He pours a lot into the community. And he was on the Sway show last week and he was talking about how uh, Jim Jones, uh, Meek Mill and uh, Rick Ross. He was saying, listen, brothers, I love you guys. We got to do better for the community. And I think I thought it was so dope because as a man, you call another man out. You ain't hiding behind nothing. And that's the problem with our community is we don't have accountability. The problem is we're not going to call people to the carpet because they're famous, because they have money, because they have influence. Now, I can respect people like you, uh, Maurice, uh, Reese Tay, that's on here watching right now. I can, I can respect you because you are Reese Trey, because you are out in the community. You are out in the fields and you are actually helping these young brothers. You are saving lives. D1 has a big platform. He's actually helping people and saving lives to the destruction that a lot of these rappers have been doing. So he he basically was on sway and he called him out. And I love him for that. Jim Jones, you could do better, brother. I love you too much. I love you too much to not be honest with you. Rick Ross, you could do better, brother. Meek Mill, you could do better, brother. I love you too much not to be honest with you. Are you the face of prison reform? Because I held, uh, are you the face of prison reform? Or are you sitting here on your new song with Ross talking about getting somebody murked and shot at the red light? Which one is it, bro? Which one is it, bro? Because I did a shoe giveaway in my city and gave out 1,300 pairs of your shoes because they said reform underneath them. And I love that you partnered with, with a major shoe company and, and you out here pushing prison reform. But now I got to sit here like, man, this man glorifying getting people killed as of a week ago. Like, what are you doing, bro? Lil Snoop really got killed. That broke your heart. You wear him around your neck. What, why are you glorifying the same thing when my best friend got killed? When Carl got killed, New Orleans know who I'm talking about. When Carl got killed and I had to go to his funeral and read the eulogy and be part of the funeral. And I got back in my car sway after the funeral and I turned on my music and I realized 
I'm listening to music that's glorifying the same stuff that just happened to my best friend. Mm. Mm. It gave me chills. And I needed that moment. That was my come to Jesus moment of like, D, you got to do something different, brother, because because you have a taste for this poison. But you you're attracted to the poison and rap is great. The rap game, hip hop industry is great at cooking up some delicious poison. I don't call you out because I got a problem with you, man. Like, I wish we could go get lunch right now. Me and any of them. I love you too much to not be honest with you. There you go. That's what it is, bro. Yeah. And so if anybody, yeah, if anybody feel bad about being called out, it's like, let, let's talk. Let's uh, let, let's talk. Let's talk about it. And, and, let, and let's just figure out what we can do better. But at the end of the day, guess what's not changing? The word of God ain't changing. Okay. Uh, there's death and life in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18 and 21. That's not changing. And trying with this foolish argument that it's just it's just entertainment. This ain't real. Mm-hmm. How many more people got to die in the hood, man? How many how many people at the end of the day lives got to get ruined and and poisoned and how many rappers got to get killed for us to be like, "Come on, man, when it's hip hop, it's a whole culture and and it's implied that this is autobiographical and this is non-fiction tales that people are telling." How, how much does that have to happen? So don't hit me with that. People just don't want to confront the reality of this stuff, man. Y'all, if that, if that ain't the realest shit that I've heard from a man, that's a man who is willing to sit down and have a conversation with another man about uplifting our community. When he said life and death are in the power of the tongue, I preach that all the time. Look at Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls said, I'm ready to die. What happened to Biggie? He died. Tupac talked about death all the time. What happened to Tupac? He died. All of these other rappers that glorify death, guess what happened? If they didn't die, somebody that was listening to them, listening to their blueprint, they ended up dying. There is power. Music is one of the most powerful forms of art in the world. You know that it changes the chemicals in your brain. It changes the way that you feel. It changes your mood. When you're in a good mood, you listen to positive music. When you're, when you, like, I remember when I, I heard when I was younger, my homeboys was like, when we want, we ready to fight, we put on a certain kind of music. When we was go, we was going, uh, go who ride on somebody. I'm telling my age, we put on a certain type of music. They not going to put on gospel when they go who ride with somebody on who ride on somebody. So music has such power and to sit here and pretend like it does not is a lie from the pits of hell. You get your style, you get your, you get your swag, you get your, 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 your stilo, your personality, all those things from the music that you listen to. And it's been destroying black people for years. And guess what? It is designed by the enemy, the powers that be to keep you oppressed. It is designed by the powers that be to keep us fighting because they don't have to kill us because we're killing ourselves. You notice that they're not putting a whole lot of money. The record labels are not putting a whole lot of money behind D1 or anybody like him. There are many, many, many more D1s, but you don't see the record labels putting money behind them. They're going to put their money behind the Rick Ross, the Jim Jones, the, the, the Meek Mills, because that is what's destroying our community. And the biggest travesty is a bullshit ass response that Rick Ross did. Now, this made Rick Ross a real clown in my book. Meek Mill, you could do better. Jim Jones, you could do better. Rick Raw, you could do better. I got to see you do better. Wait, wait. Little man, whoever you is until you feed the kids where you from for 20 years straight. 
Don't question Rose. Wait, wait until you buy 10,000 bikes, 10,000 trikes. Give all the young girls who pregnant pampers for Christmas for 20 years straight. Don't question boss. You heard me, little man? Get that basket off your head so you could think clear, little man. You going viral for speaking on niggas' names, not because of your talent, not because of your gift. Go viral, player, off of your, your, your wisdom that you're sharing. You speaking on that? Yeah, me, me, me. You just, boy, you know how many niggas died this summer? They released self-destruction. This niggas dying right now. It's going to be niggas don't make it to see in the morning. Get that basket off your head, boy, and come together with real niggas around the world. So when your grandma need a kidney, nigga, since you want to go viral, I'm going to show you how to go viral, little man. But go viral feeding them kids in your hood. Go viral giving them bikes away. Go viral Christmas time. Now, don't be damned. Jim Jones, Jim Jones just gave away goddamn six figures worth of clothes in his hood. And you a nigga who talking. Looking vegan, knowing you eat more goddamn piggly wiggly bacon than any other nigga out here. Shut up. Now, Rick Ross is a clown. Give him going to give him that red nose because he is a clown for that response. Now, how many drug dealers have you seen give, give away turkeys during Thanksgiving and Christmas? How many criminals or, and people that have put poison in the communities giving away bikes and, and food? Because you give away bikes and food, that absolves you from the poison that you put in the community? You sound like a clown, Rick Ross. You sound like a real clown because I'm out here because because he who makes the most noise, he who has the most visibility, I guess, wins. But because you don't know what this man is doing in the community, obviously, again, let's go back to that. You weren't listening. This man called you out as a man to say, look, we can sit down and have coffee. I'm willing to talk to you about it. I'm willing to be solution oriented. But instead, all you heard is he criticizing me and a man that gets defensive when somebody corrects him, has a very weak and shallow ego. And that's what this is about. You can't criticize a grown ass man who touting all this tough guy stuff. You touting all this stuff. Listen, I don't even know Rick Ross music, to be honest with you. I've heard a couple. I've actually been to two concerts where Rick Ross was performing. Um, uh, uh, Train the Truth. Train the Truth had gave me some tickets. He was performing with Rick Ross. I, I happened to be in Houston. At, actually, the All Black National Convention. Stayed a couple of um, extra days. And I know Train the Truth. He's cool, cool individual. He had gave me a ticket to go. Me and my girlfriend went. And I felt like the grandma. Even though them, them Negroes is my age, I felt like a grandma up in the concert. I didn't know any of the music. And then last year, I went to the Roots Festival with my daughter. Again, I was around there. I know every day I'm hustling. That's all I know. But what I do know is that he's putting poison in the community. And just because you give away some bikes and some turkeys that they gonna shit out the next day, but that poison that you've put in the community is long lasting, will last long beyond the bike that's gonna last six months, the food that's gonna last 24 hours. Step up. Just because there were murders during, he, did you hear what he said? How many people died the year that they made self-destruction? That's your justification, Rick Ross. I challenge, I ain't nobody. I, I'm not D1. I don't have his platform. I don't have Rick Ross's platform, but I challenge people to step it up and take accountability. That's all I'm saying. That's all D1 is saying. As a man, as a black man, and if you really, really love black people the way you try to say that you do, but if you really did, you wouldn't be feeding them poison. 
What you really love is money. What you really love is that master that's paying you. And that's somebody that don't even look like you. That is trying to destroy you. That's using you to destroy your people. And you too blind and blinded by the money to see it. And I feel sorry for them because it has to be a, a, a horrible. Well, I guess if you ain't got no, no, no morals, I guess it don't mean nothing. Brian said, I guess it starts with the, um, it starts with the individual, which it does, right? The individual, but also what you put in also comes out. My kids listen to, you know, my kids listen to rap, but I make sure I say, listen, why are you listening to that? Because I know they gonna listen to it. Change it up. Listen to something positive every now and then. Listen to something that's gonna feed your spirit. So it does depend on the individual. I'm not going, I'm not going to act like the individual. It doesn't depend on the individual person because it doesn't mean just because they hear it, everybody's going to go out there and, and do something, but it does influence a lot of people. And we do, especially these people who have the influence need to take accountability and say, you know what, what can I do differently? That's going to feed them turkeys, buying people bikes, giving them clothes is not going to save their lives. <laughs> you kill, you help to kill 10,000 people, but you're giving away 10,000 turkeys. It don't balance out. So, um, I, you know, I just, I, I just want to, I just wanted to put that out there. I just, I hate to see unaccountability. Like I said, in the beginning, if you've ever worked for me, you know, the main thing that I hate is a lack of accountability. If you fucked up, say I fucked up and let's see, let's figure out how to fix it. Don't make no excuse for why you fucked up because my dog ate my homework. This person did that. I don't know. Something happened. Um, you know, the lights wasn't on or whatever. Just say I messed up and let's move forward. Let's figure out how to move forward. But all that making excuses and non-accountability, that ain't the way to go. So I just wanted to share that with you because I just, I thought it was really strange that this week alone, we have all these celebrities who are, uh, have been, you know, doing these, uh, these clapbacks. But it's like, are you listening to the people, to what the people are saying who have opinions? Candy or, or Ocho Cinco, can people not um, rate their food? Can people not share? Like, that's what we do. You sound ignorant as shit. Um, Candy, love Candy. Candy's a dope ass businesswoman, but she did not listen. She responded. You know, it's kind of like arguing, right? You re you're, you're, you're responding. No, you're waiting, listening to respond, not listening to hear. She did not listen to what the man said. She just responded. And Rick Ross sounds like an all out clown. That's clown ass shit, period. He's a clown. The video proved he was a clown. Anyway, I'll see y'all later. I love you. Um, and um, take care and God bless. I love black people. I want us to get it together. Make sure you subscribe to the Fly Nubian Queen. Subscribe to Constance Carter. Follow me. Go on, on Instagram and follow me at I am Constance Carter. Go to Facebook and follow me at I am Constance Carter. I'm always putting out stuff, but I just want to put out stuff that's going to edify us as black people because you know what? I love you for real.